The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We're going to be speaking some sport. Looking at uh, West Indies versus England. Some analysis of what's going on. Joining us, uh, definitely someone who can point us in the right direction. Let us know some of the things that are of concern. And that, of course, is former West Indies cricketer, Phil Wallace. Good morning to you and welcome to our program. Morning. Thanks for having me on your program. Nice to have you with us here this morning. So we know that people are speaking about it a lot. We have two games in the Christmas season, which is, has been described as highly unusual. But nonetheless, it's, it's definitely one that the cricket um, um, supporters and the fans and everybody else, they're going to be involved in. So let's, let's get a bit of um, your opinion, your analysis. You've been looking at what's going on, West Indies versus England, uh, this series. How do you think the series has been going thus far? But the, ODI, the ODI series has just been completed, and West Indies have won that to one. The first time they've won uh, ODI series against England in 25 years. So it's been a long time in waiting. Uh, when you look at when they started in Antigua, uh, the build-up to it, obviously the guys were in a camp and everyone is saying that the preparation of the camp was really good. Uh, we, we, saw, we, they saw, we saw in the first ODI, I think it's just now 325 to win that, that first one, thanks to a brilliant 100 by Shea Hope. The captain continues to, to show his, his good form, white ball format. And then we saw Shepard come there at the back end and doing his business with the bat. Second ODI, a typical West Indies reply after winning, uh, not a good batting performance at all. And England actually proved to him uh, to win that, that second one. And, and they went to Barbados, won all. Uh, Cricket West Indies and the Barbados Cricket Association had a lot, had the guys going out in the public on Friday, I think, meeting the people and getting the feedback from the people. And I honestly believe that it, that, that it worked for them. And on the backdrop of that as well, we have lost two of our, our former, former West Indies players, and George Solomon and former lead selector from Ghana, Clyde Butts, condolences to, to both their families. And I believe that those, the death of those two great, those two outstanding West Indian, Ghanese and West Indies cricketers would have given that, that young squad impetus really guilty on, on do the business on Saturday in Barbados to beat England. Despite the rain dancing up and down, they still they still held their own and played really well and stayed focused. So I want to congratulate them on a, on a good series win. And hopefully it's something good moving forward that we're seeing. But there's still some gray areas. But I do hope that those gray areas will, will look to be to become blue areas again rather than gray. Mm. So uh, there are people who are celebrating, saying that uh, we're in the right direction. And uh, Is it too is they start celebrating? <coughs> or is, it, is there much more work to be done? There is always work to be done when it comes to West Indies cricket. Winning a series is always good. You can take the good from from winning this series, and I thought what they've done in Barbados is took the good points from Antigua that they wanted the first game, and that was obviously the sending them to bat. They wanted to toss the sending them to bat, and they bowl really well and they catch well. Despite Casey Carty having some lapses in the field, uh, he, he obviously they still came out on top. He then when he batted in Barbados, he got a fifty to, to really lead the team home. But there are always areas of improvement. I I'm still not happy with the opening pair. I think that um, when you pick a guy like Keon Otley at 33 years old, who's a proven opening batter, I think he should be given a chance. Brandon King has played all three games and struggled. Obviously, he's coming back from injury. So I, I think because of the nature of the series being three, they didn't want to disturb uh, combinations. But I think that we can, if we're going to pick players in a squad, we have to have the confidence to give them a game 
despite being a short series. You know, so I think that when you look at that, saw the inclusion of you know of the um of the same bowler from Barbados who took all those wickets in the early in you know yeah. in his head first ODI, which is good for him. And you're hoping now that he can continue uh, to build on that and get better at what he's been done. He's been given a new ball ahead of Alzari Joseph Ford, Matthew Ford, he's been given the, the new ball ahead of Azari Jones in that final ODI, which to me was a bit strange, but obviously it worked out in the end quite nicely, and we continue to see Shepard using the new ball. So it, it, it is it is things that they're looking to do, and hopefully, from what we saw in the last ODI that we won, that these are things that they will continue in order to build towards that 2027 where we really want to be an automatic qualifier for the 50 of a World Cup rather than going back to qualifiers. Yeah, I, I was not about to bring that up because in the last discussion we had about cricket, this was raised prominently, that the West Indies need to be um, mindful of every single game that they play moving forward simply because of this automatic qualification and not necessarily having to want to go through all the rigors uh, to try to qualify. Uh, but um, we've, we've had issues when it comes to players. And players being all over the place, players having their resources being expended in different competitions. And some people saying that the various competitions are working well. Others are saying that it's taking away from West Indies cricket. What's your opinion? The various leagues and all of these things. Yes, there are various leagues around the world and mainly the T20 leagues. Obviously, there's a T10 league. But I think that when you look at West Indies cricketers, because there's a... There's a a want for West Indies cricketers around the world. We still have some good players, and they obviously try to maximize their earning power. It's going to be difficult for cricket West Indies to say to a, a young cricketer, "You cannot go here, you cannot go there." At the end of the day, he has to make a living. Cricket West Indies, yes, is the international side, and we expect them to put their focus on West Indies cricket. But West Indies CWI needs to find a balance how to get these guys who are journeying around the world playing in these different franchises. Now, when there's international duty calls, that they need to answer the bell and come. If they don't, well, then Cricket West Indies have to make a decision. We just saw with the contract list, three of our prominent white ball players, plus our test player and Jason Holder, the three of them, two, two others, have not decided to, to take central contracts. So obviously, they've decided we are going to be free agents. When these guys, when these franchises, when these leads come up and ask us to play, we have the option of saying yes or no, but they have to get a, a obviously, they've got to get a certificate from Cricket West Indies. And West, Cricket West Indies will not deny them that certificate. But it's a sign of, of what is happening. And these are guys in the in the early thirties. You just saw Dan Bravo not being selected after being the leading batter in our fifty over cricket at thirty four. So these guys are, are coming up into that era of into that age bracket. So they're telling themselves, look, we need to maximize before XYZ happens. And and I think that is something that has to be balanced and discussed, robust, and there have to be truth in what is being said and what is being done. Because if you leave out someone at a certain age, there are other guys who are, I might not make it next year or two years. So let me try now to get out there and, and get some gigs under my under my skin and get some finances in my in my bank account. So when I do move away from this game, I will have something to live on. So these are these are areas that need balance. Cricket West Indies, they're, 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 the, they're the administrators. We have a director of cricket in Mars Bascom. We have the head coaches in Andre Coley and Darren Sammy. They will have to sit down and knuckle down certain things and say, look, this is what we want, and, and get the players who are willing to buy into the concept of taking West Indies cricket mm -hmm. forward. 2027 is four years away, but it has to be a process to get the 2027 to qualify automatically. If you just believe that you're just going to turn up and beat people, it's not going to work. 
you have to plan strategically and you have to execute properly with the players who are buying into that concept. Mm. Yeah, I, I know that I'm not qualifying for the World Cup was was a blow that many West Indies cricket fans still have not recovered from. But when we, we have a couple messages that we need to take. When we get back, let's look at the T20 matches and some of what we can expect, some of what we should be looking for. A special guest here this morning. We'll take some of your calls as well. Keep sending your messages to 3061065. A special guest this morning, former West Indies cricketer Philo Wallace. Stay with us. Welcome back. Continuing our discussion here this morning on cricket. And with us, of course, our special guest, former West Indies cricketer Philo Wallace. Let's see if we have one or two calls before we get back into our discussion. 6273223. Six two five two two five seven. We just had someone on the line. I'm not sure. Try us back so we can get your contribution as part of our program here this morning. So let's look to this uh, series that's coming up from the 12th to the 21st. A number of games. I think the person's trying us back. Let's see who this is. Hello, good morning. Good morning again, Sadish. Sadish in 1899. Guyana was a okay, I, I'm sorry, Gaston, but we ain't talking... We're talking Guyana and, and Venezuela. We put that down for a while. We're talking cricket now, and we have a special guest with us. So if you have a cricket, uh, cricket question, call us back. So people are now looking towards this this uh, series, this one-day international series. This this uh, this is the um, T20 that is supposed to start at uh, from the 12th to the 21st. I think we're supposed to be having live coverage on it here. Uh, we had an, a discussion previously with someone, and they described the series at this point in time as unusual. Um, do you think it's unusual? Yeah, but when you look at it, no, no, no international teams come to the Caribbean before Christmas. Normally, I think this would be touring somewhere in the winter, and they leave. Maybe like they go to Pakistan and they leave Pakistan just before Christmas. But no one comes out the Caribbean. And England have just come off a, a pretty poor World Cup in India, and to have them in the region at this time is a blessing in disguise. I think that uh, it is good for West Indies to be playing England as well because they're also looking at, at rebranding and rebuilding uh, their, their white ball setup under their new coach, Matthew Marks, and obviously Josh Butler. Uh, so to lose the ODI series sort of put a bigger dent in their rebuilding of their 50 over uh, cricket. I know it's over to the T20s, which when you look at the West Indies 15 man squad, uh, it's a good squad on paper. They've brought about the experience, Andrea Russell. Obviously, his age is going to come up all the time at 35, but they've decided that they're going to pick this guy and, and hoping that, obviously, he can deliver the goods that they're looking for in the five-match uh, T20 series. I believe looking as well at the World Cup, which is going to be hosted in, in, in the West Indies and the USA uh, next year. So this squad, obviously, is, is one that is, is for the future going going forward, but they have a mixture of experience as well. Shea Hopper is the vice-captain. Ralph Powell is back as captain. And he, he's had some success uh, in South Africa and also against India earlier this year. He's going to be now back into West Indies colours and see if he can obviously rekindle that winning formula. He's had a very poor Super 50 with the, with the Jamaica franchise that's recently in Trinidad. So it's going to be up to him as well to see if he can get his form. And we saw what Shea Hope has done as a 50-over captain leading from the front. Now he's going to be over to Ralph Powell to try and get his house in order and to leave from the front and bring through these troops. Nicholas Poran obviously is going to be the big one that everybody's been looking at. He's been going around the world doing wonderfully well in white ball format. So um, it's going to be also a very important series for him. It's a hold as refuse a contract, as I said before. He's obviously they said that he was trying to focus his game on the white on 
T20 and Test Match Cricket. So he's in the T20 squad along with Kyle Mears. So these are the players that you would expect to give us some, some momentum and impetus and try to get us over the line. Matthew Ford has been included uh, again in this OD, in this T20 squad. We saw his success in the, in the last ODI. So he has a little uh, some momentum going into this, this T20 series. And we just hope that a combination that the selectors will, 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 will find for the first T20 in Barbados, that, that can be the winning combination. And we can build on that on that combination if they win the first one for the next four. Obviously, two in Grenada, and then they're finishing off at, at the Brayla Cricket Academy in Taruba. And I will hope that the people will support uh, West Indies Cricket. I know there's a, a buzz around Trinidad and Tobago, the exclusion of Dan, Dan Bravo, and I sympathize with Dan Bravo. Because if I was a selector, I, I, I would put my finger on, on the table for him and say, listen, this guy should be in our squad. But he's not. I hope that he doesn't lose hope. Not share hope, but he doesn't lose hope in, in, in playing cricket for West mm. Indies again. I think he has all the attributes and he's doing what is right. But come and support West Indies cricket. And let's obviously, let's, let's have a Merry Christmas with two successive series wins. One in the old guy already and let's be England in the T20 so we can have a very good Christmas. Let's see who's with us. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Satish, and good morning, Mr. Wallace. Good morning. I just wanted to point I just wanted to point out this. I just wanted to ask Mr. Wallace this. In terms of uh, the last ODI, do you think Mario yeah. Shepard should have um, gotten man of the match? <laughs> and see, I, uh, I am of the view, looking at the game, I, I, I am of the view that picking up two wickets of 50 runs, eight overs, and of course winning the game um, 41 runs on 28 deliveries. Basically, he won the game first, and I think he should yes. have gotten one of the match. Four trips, it is his debut, but I would have given Romario Shepard the edge over that. I, just, I, I, I just wanted to ask you this. When you think it would be that massive here in the Caribbean? Matthew Ford broke the backbone of the English batting. So that would have set the tone for the rest of the game. And that is why I believe he was rewarded at the man of the match. Because he broke the backbone. He picked up three very early wickets and good wickets too. So that tilted the balance into West Indies River, restricted restricted uh, England to a very low score. Well, what is it also argue that Shepard picked up wickets when uh, at crucial point in terms of individuals? You look at the, um, there was a partnership. He broke that partnership. So, I mean, you could argue it in terms of both ways, but I would have given him the, yes. the, the man of the match. Um, in I was terms surprised of CPL here in, in the Caribbean, it, right? I noticed you when you look yeah. at Yes, uh, in terms of CPL here in the Caribbean, um, when you look at it, I noticed that overseas players, you look at Hashim Amla when he was playing for TKR, you look at um, uh, Baba Azam and others from Pakistan, when they are playing for their countries, when it's time for duties, these players leave and they go back and represent their country. I don't know if it's just me. I get the impression that some of those players, you look at a few of those players yeah, who who didn't um, offer themselves for West Indies cricket. It is to me, it comes down to the dollars, and I think that is rather unfortunate. I think we have to look at putting West Indies cricket at the front in terms of if we want to turn this proverbial corner that we always talking about when we win um, a series or we win a couple of games. We have to look at turning West Indies cricket around. We have to look at some level of patriotism. And I think that is somewhat lacking with us here in the Caribbean. And hopefully we can put something in place to assuage that problem that seems to always affect us. In terms of the issue with Bravo, I, I think Bravo's problem has come down to one of an attitude problem and that has seriously affected his cricket. Lendl Simmons had that same problem as well, but of course that was rectified and he was able to come back into West East Cricket before his retirement. 
So we will see where that goes in terms of in, in, in that area. But I want to congratulate um, the coach. I want to congratulate Darren Sami. And of course, the chairman who would have passed away, sadly, he would have been glad and elated with this win, um, elate Clyde. But have a good morning. Okay. Thank you so much for your call. Care to comment? Um, Mr. Wallace, what did the caller had to say? Someone yeah, wanted... but when you look at... um. Maybe you look at the situation with, with, with Darren Bravo, you know, it's, it's, it's quite strange. I, I think that we should put things that happened 10 years ago behind us and look to the future. People change. And I am of the belief that in the Caribbean, our cricketers mature late in their lives because of the amount of cricket we play. And, and the personnel are wrong as well. I think that Darren Bravo has matured as a man and as a cricketer. I, I commend the trainer to be a great boy for giving him the captaincy as well. So he can bring that class and maturity and understanding to his game and to the squad. And he was successful. And I believe that when you're successful among this group of cricketers that we have, I think you should you, you should be in a West Indies setup. You know, so I, I think that, that has been hard done. Our, our T20 squad obviously has been selected. We've gone for Russell at 35. Obviously, we're here. We haven't heard any any reason why Russell is there, but we will get it sooner rather than later. But we're just hoping that these guys can go and perform for West Indies. The guys who who, who seem not to want to commit to West Indies cricket, you can't blame them because at the end of the day, you have to look at your, your, your future. A lot of us, have, a lot of former cricketers have played for West Indies and have struggled outside of playing cricket. These young men are going to look at those things and say, I don't want these things to happen to me. And they're going to look to secure their future in other ways. Not a lot of cricketers, former cricketers, are going to sit down in the classroom like I have done and do an LLB among 20-something strange people at, my, at, at, at a mature age. It takes... It takes man to do it you know so they're not going to do it so a lot of them will look to maximize their earning power while they are playing and hopefully put the money in the right areas of investment so that they can retire happily and not being begging for a ticket and seen around the streets looking you know like someone who's on care but these are things that, that cricket west indies and the territorial boards and the players as well our people they need to try and get these guys to buy into concepts that can help them I let them know that all is not lost after their playing career and all is not lost because they are growing up. Because they're maturing, I don't think we should just chuck away a man because he's maturing. If a guy is performing and he's no burden to, to the franchise or the West cricket, I believe he can play. Mm. I believe he should be selected and given that opportunity because it's encouragement. I, I, I believe in winners. If I was a selector, I want to pick people who can win matches for, for West Indies cricket. I'm not picking personalities. I want to see players who are going out there and who are going to put in the hard yards and hard work and be successful for West Indies cricket. And once you're successful for West Indies cricket, they ain't going to be successful to yourself. Because when West Indies cricket starts, West Indies cricket teams start winning series, sponsors are going to get involved. And you know, once there's sponsorship, there's going to be some residual money around and you can get benefits as a player. So these are the things that need to be tied into all of the other things that are being said to these players. Winning is paramount. Winning brings us out of the hole. Winning brings us up in international cricket where we get more money for ICC. And winning gives us that bigger footprint on which we can go on and barter for other things other than maybe tours. We can go and barter for a lot of stuff once we are winning. But if we are not winning, we have to take what we get. Mm. That's where we're going to have to leave our interview here this morning. We're out of time because we do have some commercials to take us up to the top. And a pretty interesting discussion and um, it will continue to be because you have people who are passionate about West Indies cricket. Win, lose or draw, they are supporters and they want the best for the team, for the game, for the region. And as the series continues, this um, uh, T20 that we have starting on the 12th, 
We will, of course, be having some more discussions. I'm positive with you as we track what's going on. So thank you once again for being with us here this morning and sharing your insights on this very, 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 very interesting issue of West Indies cricket and where we're heading at this point in time. Nice to have you once again. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Have a beautiful day. Merry Christmas to all. And that's how we drop the curtains on our interview here this morning, ladies and gentlemen. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.